0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Dan from Spilling the Tea. Today, I was joined by Ian De Silva. Ian is the Director of Operations over at the Ontario Personal Support Workers Association. It's an association that represents thousands of members across the province and on a larger scale, the Canadian Support Workers Association. So. He shared with us sort of their struggles as an association. And look, you know, if you haven't had care from a personal support worker, you likely have a loved one that has, and all these people need our support. He touched on some of the struggles that they face and what they're facing right now as an association. So guys, hope you enjoyed this episode, grab a tea and catch you on the next one. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Spilling the Tea, brought to you by Pico Mortgages. This is a podcast where we look to interview movers, shakers, hustlers, people that are inspiring, have inspiring stories, and help to push the envelope on what's possible. I am your host, Daniel Johannes, and I'm a mortgage broker, but I'm also a business owner. created multiple startups, including a graffiti removal business. I've done loose leaf tea. I've done kombucha, juice bars, you name it. So I've got some experience in this and I'm looking forward to these conversations that I have. If you like it, please comment, subscribe and share with your friends. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dan Johannes from Spilling the Tea at podcast. And today we're joined by Ian DeSilva. Silva. Ian is the Director of Operations for the Ontario Personal Support Workers Association. It's an association that represents thousands of support workers across Ontario and is the official voice of PSWs on the provincial and federal government level. Ian, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Dan. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're able to, to join us. Maybe you can touch a little bit on you know, how the uh, OPSWA was started, uh, how long ago that happened, what was the catalyst for it, and sort of the mandate. So what do you guys do to protect your association members?
1: It's a big question, but I'll, I'll, I'll get it as quick uh, be as succinct as I can. It, the OPSWA was started by Miranda Ferrier in 2010, um, actually as, as the PSW Canada. From there, it grew into the Canadian Support Workers Association, which is our national branch, which I'm also the national director for. And uh, Ontario PSW Association is the largest branch of the uh, Canadian Support Workers Association nationally. In an essence, our goal, I'm just gonna jump in, what our goal is is to standardize the professional distinction of the personal support worker, essentially the title. Personal support workers across Canada currently are represented by about 100 different titles. And we're hoping to get that narrowed down to a few, um, simply because it's creating too much confusion for the patients and it, it needs to end. So in a nutshell- That's the reason why it was found that PSWs can't get any respect because the profession is constantly being challenged with new titles and creating confusion. So we're trying to end that confusion and standardize.
0: Wow. So a hundred different titles. Um, So who who basically comes up with the titles for uh, support workers? Is it based on employers or... Uh, through the educational system, like I'm not too familiar. Maybe you can kind of shed some light for our audience too. Like, what is, how does that work, and how do you get to a point where you've got over a hundred different titles for essentially the same uh, same type of job?
1: It's the same questions we were fielding in Ottawa with, with members of Parliament last week. Um, we we the, the answer to your question. The first answer is yes. It is created by employers. They are created by employers, by government officials, by educators by um, anybody that needs to create or has tried to create a new conduit for these healthcare workers or to find a new way of dealing with them. They just keep changing the title. But at the end of the day, they're trying to source out nursing care to something new. And they're constantly developing new titles to give the illusion of being inventive or being uh, dynamic. But at the end of the day, they're all just personal support workers. Right. and, and to be honest, that it, it happened gradually over the last 20 years, and it was the fact that no one really cares, let's
0: be honest. No me. one paid attention, no, and it got to a point where you know, it was like a runaway train, I guess. <laughs> i did much
1: well, I'll well put yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does that uh, create a struggle maybe for uh, support workers that, you know, maybe they've just kind of finished up their education and they're looking for a job when you've got so many different titles?
1: Notwithstanding the current HHR environment range now, which is incredibly tense, generally that the issues that PSWs would have when entering the field is that you, you graduate from school to be a personal support worker, but you look at the jobs and the jobs are called personal care aides, resident care aides, uh, community support assistants. They're all PSWs, but the PSWs might qualify. That's the first challenge. The second challenge mm-hmm. is once you get in that position and you actually put the time in and you start qualifying for benefits, the employer can at their, at their whim, pick one of those job titles and put a new job posting and saying, we're going to change the role for, and we're going to change what the your role to a new role called, and they have a hundred names to pick from. They just pick one and say, we're going to call your role this now, but it's going to be charging a dollar an hour less than what you're making. So take your leave it. And then they leave. And this happens right across the board in Ontario and Canada. And people are like, we can't figure out why there's an HHR crisis. So our premise is there's an HHR crisis because there's no standardization of the title and no one wants right. to risk so, I'm not Wow. Concerned.
0: Okay. So, uh, let's back up a little bit. So, what's HHR stand for? No, that's oh, okay.
1: Oh, health human resources. It's a world of acronyms Hi. I live in. So, uh, in Ontario, it. we are dealing with a health human resource crisis. It is a structural and economic and social crisis.
0: Yeah. No doubt. Did you find, have you found that, um, you know, maybe entering uh, the pandemic and getting out of it, like how have things changed? Um, I know from for a lot of frontline workers, you know, there was there was a lot of burnout. Um, there was a lot of uh, stress and, and tension there with employers and, and also workers. So how, how are you finding that with uh, PSWs?
1: Right back to where it was the day before the pandemic started. There's been absolutely mm. no improvement. Um, for the general population of personal support workers, the complaints remain the same. And it, a lot of people believe that the employment the employment situation was better during the pandemic because they got the $3 pay, they got some of them got a pay, dollar pay $3 pay increase from the government, but there was a lot of attention. They were called heroes, but for a lot of times their state, the, the work that they were dealing with was still not recognized by their employers. It was still, and mm-hmm. once the COVID was deemed over, Many lost their jobs and they were outsourced, so it, it was it was sobering. Also, during the COVID, while the military was brought in, there was like those military people were overwhelmed by the work the PSW was doing. So. It, it's it's it, there is a disconnect, and we're still finding that the situation is the same, and I hate to say that, but it is.
0: And that That is really unfortunate, because it definitely opened it up our eyes uh, during the pandemic to sort of some of the struggles that uh, these frontline workers, and PSWs are right up there. It's interesting, I had a conversation with one of the, our lender partners that had a program for frontline workers, but it excluded PSWs, and um, it was one of those conversations, well, you know, they're just as important as you know nurse, nurses and anyone else that's frontline so why were they excluded from the program eventually it changed but was one of those things that yeah definitely there was a distinction there it was a different type of risk i guess uh, on the front line provincially f- uh, and federally too ian what kind of you said last week you guys were at parliament H- how did that go and what was the the structure of the conversation around there
1: well it was exclusively focusing on the hundred titles that mm-hmm. were really were brought to their attention and the, uh, the reception was baffled. Well, the reception was they didn't know about it from the federal level. And um, the politicians we met with said, where did you get these, this information from? And we were like, we got it from the federal government, your government. And, and it was really just it's been brushed under the rug for so long. And, and it's you're dealing with a government like any government that's dealing with competing priorities. And these are not well paid people. We, we're, we're not a wealthy association. Um, and we struggle to get this message to their attention. And we, we find ourselves competing a lot with the mandates of, of, of better paid associations like nurses and doctors that are, traditionally have the Euro of government. So um, it, it, it's promising, but we have a long way to go. And that, that's right.
0: way to go. I'm, I'm somehow not baffled that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing with the federal government. But it's good to hear that you guys were there and uh, bringing this issue to, to light because. I mean, once you kind of have the standardized uh, titles, I think that's the, at least a step in in the right direction, I'm not mistaken here on actually, you know, allowing employers to recognize that it's all the same, essentially the same, same job, and you can't flip around and, and uh, call it something else. So you can save a couple bucks on it. So maybe you can talk a little bit from an educational standpoint, like if you wanted to get, if you wanted to become a PSW, like what is that, what does that journey look like for someone that's interested in getting into the, that line of work?
1: Well, in order to become um, a certified professional PSW, there's generally two pathways. You want to look at becoming, uh, they either go through the community colleges, which are like your um, Durham College, uh, Fanshawe College, all the standard community colleges we have in Ontario. And then you're looking at your career colleges, the next one, those are your trios and trilling. Those are your two primary options if you really want to enter into healthcare. There are a number of other programs that exist that, but there's difficult to capture in standards. So right now, those are the two primary. There are some uh, programs that exist at the uh, post-secondary level for adult education where we're a little, those have to be handled on a case by case basis, but generally the pathway is through those two schools, through those two
0: schools. Got it.
1: One in international nurses, which can bypass some of that.
0: And how long is the, typically these programs uh, for someone to basically start and finish? Is it, 12, 24, 36 months. What are we looking at?
1: One year. It's a One, one year. year.
0: One year. Yes. Right on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was surprised when we had our initial conversation how large the association was and how many PSWs there are across just simply our province. So you're also part, you mentioned earlier, of the Canadian Support Workers Association, which is the larger sort of umbrella of it. Are you finding other provinces that were, were experiencing the same thing where... Different titles for essentially the same job too.
1: It's a national issue, and a oh, wow. the province has its own titles and its own sort of standards. And you're dealing with um, the same issue right across the board. It's right. we, we we put a lot of the concept of patient-centered first care, and if there is its theory in government, but it's not really carried out in practice because at the end of the day, we don't care who our patients actually getting here from at the mid-side level. It's just whatever one they can throw out the dart and pick one of those lists. So. It, is a, it transcends borders, hmm. but to put this case in point, it also transcends national borders. So this is a global health issue. This is not
0: just me in Canada. So it, it's a global problem. Yeah, so that that's, that's interesting there. So outside of Canada, we're also dealing with the same sort of issue with PSWs in the US and everywhere else.
1: US everywhere. Everywhere right now, the, the role of the caregiver is been so devalued over the last 20 years we, it's, it's, it's becoming increasingly impossible to sell it to the population yeah.
0: which is interesting because you know we we are in an aging demographic and as people start to get older they really uh need to to lean on support in order to um you know just kind of get through the day and you would think that this this type of issue would become a little bit more prevalent especially as people start to age and uh, rely on, on on association members for that it's 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 very interesting to to hear that as association i can speak on the obviously the financing part when it comes to finding affordable housing for people when it comes to getting employment and then getting approved for for financing if you're looking to purchase i know that's obviously a struggle for most most psws what are you finding ian are they um, Are they initially getting hired on contract? Is it uh, mostly part-time, full-time work?
1: Exactly that. The the diaspora of titles, it creates basically an environment where you can only really get part-time contract work. Um, Full-time hours remain the rarity rather than the norm. You have excellent employers that will offer full-time work. They have really good programs. Um, And then you have employers that just want to do contract and they're not willing to pay full-time for whatever reason they can't you know, afford it or they're not willing to invest.
0: It, it's, 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 yeah. it's, almost like temp workers, you know, <laughs> uh, or temp agencies where the staffing agencies where they hire, but it's only for short-term contracts. And that, that becomes a, a challenge too, for uh, a lot of folks that want to enter, um, this line of work, but you also need sort of the assurance that you can keep the lights on too, right? So it's, uh, it's definitely important to make sure that, um, uh, yeah, these, these contracts are, are turned into full time positions. Now, can, maybe you can speak a little bit on how, what's the difference between PSW and I know there's got to be some overlap with nurses, right, uh, in this industry. So as far as the role goes, what uh, is there much overlap? Uh, do you find that uh, uh, I don't know what the association is f- for nurses or how many there are, but do you find that do you guys talk to, to one another? Do you have similar struggles there? Or maybe they're a little different?
1: uh good question Um, uh, we do work we <clears throat> the psw is dependent on nurses for the delegation element of their profession at least when it comes to long-term care right um, especially in, in government-run facilities we, we we have to do what nurses tell the psw to do. essentially it's a delegated act um the problem that's that really is not an issue with the nurses the, the nurses have their own huge issues that they have to deal with they have their own recruitment issues they have serious um you are dealing like we are with serious mental health struggles, trying to to, to accommodate them. They have almost like they have their own problems. And all we're trying to do is just make sure we can support them the best we can. But a lot of people aren't aware that a lot of the the actual nursing care that they expect to come from nurses actually doesn't come from nurses anymore. It actually comes from PSWs. So Mm. a lot of people believe nurses when you go to a hospital and you're getting that personal care, um, diaper changes, catheter changes, maybe not catheter, but diaper, anything that's personal, all that personal care that you contact, that's almost, that's rarely, rarely done by nurses these days. That's almost exclusively done by that hundred list of people. It, it's anything, they, they're the ones that do most of that care. So when you're talking about those shortages of nursing in, in, in the hospitals and in emergency rooms, what, what, what what's happening is that the nurses, and, and I have no way of proving this, it just, it seems anecdotal, now that they have to do because there's a PSW shortage, they have to also do that personal care while they're doing clinical work, while they're doing triage, while they're doing reporting. They can't do it. Like no one can do that. It's simply impossible. And there, it's like I, yeah, no. And I think I made my point. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And so when, when you're talking about the nursing shortage, the nursing shortage is really a PSW shortage because we're not there to support the nurses. So right. It's, it's really linked. It is interlinked.
0: And I mean, this is something that I would have thought that during the pandemic, with all of this kind of coming out, that there would have been a little bit more light shed on this uh, because they're so interconnected, basically, that entire chain of care um, uh, when it comes to, to to this type of help. You know, how can we support the association, Ian, as uh, just general Canadians, You know, at some point in time, we all intersect with either we know a loved one or we have uh, someone or maybe ourselves uh, that would eventually need some help from uh, PSW. So what uh, what can you sort of um, recommend that that we do to get involved with this?
1: The simplest thing you can ask is if you have someone who's getting personal care from a frontline healthcare worker, ask them if they have membership into the PSW Association, the Ontario PSW Association. I don't have a badge to show you, but normally they all carry a badge. Yeah, um, I-, I, just, I had it when I went to Ottawa and I can't run. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, but uh, they, they have a badge. That shows that the person's been vetted. They have a criminal reference, a history check, and that they're, they they carry that liability insurance so that you have some financial protection when that PSW enters your home. Most right. people have PSWs entering your home that do not have the insurance, that do not follow a code of ethics that do not have a standard of care practice, that don't have anything. They just say, yeah, come in, you have a scrub, you must be regulated, you have a scrub.
0: So as part of the association, you mandate that all members when they conduct their work they have identification to show that okay, we've we've been vetted, we have the proper liability insurance, they're of a certain you hold them to a certain standard. So does that mean that certain employers, if they were looking to cut corners perhaps, they could hire people that weren't fully qualified or have the proper insurance and training?
1: Absolutely absolutely wow. part of the um when you mentioned agencies earlier that's one of the biggest risk elements we're dealing with in ontario now the human resources person at long-term care facilities for example or dealing in home care community care they have a list of um of, of, of sports that they have to go through so the agency so when you have a human resource a lot of people in ontario are dependent on the on the, the judgment of the human resource professional hiring the psw in those facilities now the PSW. The the HR, the human resource person hiring that PSW has to follow certain rules. But if they don't have enough candidates, they're allowed to hire agencies to support them. Hmm. Now, those agencies generally have to follow those rules. But if those agencies don't have enough care, which many of them don't, they contract out, they sub-subcontract out to anybody they can get. Flood the market, bring them in. They're just whoever they can find. You're at my store. Yeah, let's go. You can work as a PSW. And they bear the liability because they'll get the money fast from the, from the LTC. They'll send that person in. At least you have a body on the floor. It happens all mm. the time. They just put a scrub on them and say, go to work. And the, the human resource person is innocent of this because they assume that the, con, that the, uh, the contract It's is been
0: sm- vetted. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's not. not.
1: There's no um, control. They don't have the power to do that either. So they're not-
0: right. is. So is there, as, as far as like as a mortgage broker, we, we kind of kind of, Go through this too, because when you walk into a bank and you're sitting down with a mortgage specialist, that mortgage specialist is hired directly from that bank. Um, now they have, they should have a duty of care to say, okay, well, we've gone through qualifications and and um, uh, we have our own insurance and everything, but they're not. They're essentially just employees of the bank. So you can move from teller to mortgage specialist very quickly. Doesn't mean you know exactly how to, you know, qualify a client. Your back end for the bank will take care of that. But you're providing advice and uh, you're, you're setting people up essentially with mortgages. Now, the struggle there is they don't have to do any testing. They don't have to do, they're they're not held to the same standards as a licensed mortgage agent or mortgage broker. So for us, we have to go to the regulatory body, which used to be FISCO, now it's called FISRA, uh, and we are licensed. And as part of that uh, licensing, we have a code of conduct we have to follow. And there are consequences for us as well, too. If we provide the wrong uh, service, wrong advice, I mean, we have to make sure that um, everyone is vetted, right? And um, we can. There is a disciplinary council as well, too, that takes care of people that are kind of, um, you know, unsavory or they they don't hold up to those standards. So, uh, in your world, is that something that uh, you think would help here, uh, or is or is there something in place that just doesn't have any teeth right now?
1: The latter. It's something that it has in place, but it doesn't have any teeth right now, and that's mm. built really- the really advancing oversight it's something we've been working uh miranda Ferrer, our CEO, has been working for since 2010 is to establish a public protection mechanism to oversee the personal support workers and frontline healthcare actions in ontario it exists the government is in the process of getting it built and we and the regulations don't exist yet so the hope and the intention is that a lot of these ideas that we're talking about will be implemented through that regulatory body
0: Got it. And sorry, you said it was Bill. What? Twenty three. Two eight three. Bill two
1: eighty three. Yeah. Oversight in Ontario's healthcare.
0: But I think yeah, that's so important to have um, to have somewhere that complaints can be addressed if there are any violations that they're dealt with and they're dealt with um, fairly.
1: It's a quality. It'll be a quality it's an element of a quality assurance model. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 not. A, it may not be as robust as a college, but it's something. It's,
0: right. Yeah. It's, it's a start. Yeah. Not.
1: That'll have it, and
0: we'll be able to track information and be better than nothing goes over here now. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I would love to do another follow up with you at some point and just see where things are at with uh, the OPSWA and 100 names the challenge you guys are up against and titles. It becomes standardized because it definitely seems like it's something that is of utmost importance for Canadians to understand the people that are at the front line and providing that health care and, and that personal touch for our loved ones, um, they need to be taken care of too. I encourage anyone that's listening to this that definitely reach out and uh, be active in your community. I think your advice there, Ian, if you have anyone that is relying on a PSW to ensure that they are vetted, they're part of the OPSWA and they've gone through those checks, that's so important. Again, thank you, Ian, for joining me on this episode. I'm gonna leave your contact information below and if uh, anyone has any questions, you can reach out to myself or Ian. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of uh, Spilling the Tea. Thanks
1: so much, Ned. Great talking to you.